You're listening to the Epic Living Podcast with Jim Simcoe. I'm Jim Simcoe, and I'm here to help you make your life epic. So let's get rolling. Hey, this is Jim Simcoe. Welcome to podcast episode number two. Today, we're going to talk all about confidence. Today's actually March 22nd. It's a gorgeous Sunday day here in San Diego. Today's actually my birthday. So I am uh, wanted to celebrate. One of the things I'm doing today is to do this podcast, and then I'm probably going to go to the beach with the family and maybe go surfing. But I wanted to record this first. So today's today's all about confidence. And I really think that having an epic life and being able to live an epic life really comes down to a couple of things. And one of them is just being confident in, in yourself and being confident in uh, your abilities and your talents and your strengths. I think too often we look at other people and we think that they've got all their shit together and that we're a complete mess. You know, when in fact what we see with other people is we're really seeing their highlight reel, right? We see them walking around and we see them at their best or we see them, um, uh, you know, they only show up on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter at their best. We don't see them when <clears throat> they're crying or they're, you know, freaked out or fearful or whatever. Um, so we're comparing other people's highlight reel to our everyday life. And when you do that, obviously you're probably going to lose. So we're going to talk a lot about confidence um, and really the perception of confident people. Like you can just tell when someone's a confident person, they just walk into a room and man, they just seem like they've got the whole freaking thing just wired. And you can look at someone and be like, dude, that dude is super confident. That dude knows what he's talking about. We tend to elevate people who appear to be confident in themselves. Now, whether they're, <clears throat> excuse me, confident in themselves, rightfully so, doesn't matter. We just see someone who's, who appears to be confident and we think that they're the shit. So confidence really is a is something I believe that is not only a strength, but it's something that is a tool that you use in whatever, whatever environment that you're in. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how to develop it, how you develop your confidence. But I'll tell you, you know, coming from my story, uh, <clears throat> one of my biggest uh, times where I was confident, um, sort of a seminal moment in my in my life, who started way 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 back in high school in Providence, Rhode Island. I went to I went to a small uh, private Catholic high school. It was called LaSalle Academy. Um, I'm from a small town in Massachusetts called Attleboro, and Attleboro is about half an hour from Providence. Uh, but back then. In 1984, it might as well have been 300 miles away because obviously we didn't have internet, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have Facebook. You know, we didn't have any of that stuff. So you didn't know anybody from uh, you know from another town. And I remember my very first day, <clears throat> my parents were dropping me off. My parents were committed to making sure I got a good Catholic education. Um, so they shipped me off to this school in Providence. And I remember the very first day, get out of the car, I've got my uniform on. Um, and I'm walking up the steps, and every, every kid in the, every kid in the school is walking up the steps. So there's about a thousand kids outside walking up the front steps, and I actually tripped, and I actually tripped, dropped all my stuff, and fell down. Now, granted, I'm not even in the freaking school yet, and I've already tripped and basically completely embarrassed myself. Um, and, and and like I, I've been out of my car, I've been out of my parents' car for like like literally a minute. And as I drop all my books all over the place, I'm thinking, Jesus, you got to be freaking kidding me. Like, what in the world? And obviously, using the Lord's name in vain, when you're stepping onto a private Catholic high school grounds, probably not the greatest thing in the world, but, 
you know, what did I know? I was only 14 at the time. Anyway, <clears throat> so I make it through that. I managed to walk up the rest of the steps all by myself. Didn't trip again, didn't fall down, everything went fine. Get into homeroom. And so now if you can imagine our homeroom, we had about 30, probably 30 kids in our homeroom. And LaSalle Academy, which is in Providence, is in the Italian section of Providence. So there are a lot of Italian kids in our class, and there are also a lot of like Irish Catholic kids in our class. So being Filipino and Italian and looking really Filipino, I didn't really fit in with either group. And the Irish kids looked super, super preppy. And the Italian kids, <clears throat> they look like grownups. I mean, they, I still remember Chuck Serja sitting next to me, a big football player, and he had like a full beard freshman year in high school. He's a big dude, and he sat kind of right next to me. And I was like, geez, like, like who the hell is this guy? Like, he's got a full beard. I can't even, you know, I'm not even shaving yet, and this guy's already got a full beard. So anyway, if you can imagine it, so I'm already freaked out by like, you know, tripping and falling up the steps. And the teacher says, uh, she goes, okay, we're going to do a little exercise so people can get to know each other. And this is the first day. And she says, <clears throat> I want you to say your name and say an adjective that goes with your name. So, uh, you know, so for example, if your name was Bill, you would be bashful Bill. Or if you were, um, your name was um, Henry, you'd be happy Henry. So I'm like four students back. <clears throat> she starts going around the room. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what the hell am I going to say? I have like no idea what I'm going to say. So she gets to me. <clears throat> she goes, okay, what's your name? And I say, you know, my name is Jim. Uh, and she goes, okay, what's your, you know, what's your name? And I said, I'm joking, Jim. And literally as I say it, even as I say it now, my stomach cringes just even by the thought of, of saying that. I wish you could see me right now in my office. I'm like my, actually cringing my stomach. It was like, it's still to this day one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had. But saying joking Jim in that class, nobody said a word. Nobody laughed. Nobody looked at me. You know, in hindsight being 2020, you know, I know nowadays that they were probably all as freaked out as I was and as scared as I was. But it was so, 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 so embarrassing to say joking Jim after I just tripped going up the stairs. So <clears throat> that is how my high school career started. That's how my first day started. And obviously it was not the greatest start to the day, but a few, a few, uh, a few weeks into it, I made the bright decision to run for student council. And I was like, okay, I don't know anybody. I haven't met anybody really. I don't know anybody in my classes. I'll run, I'll run for student council. Maybe that will help me uh, meet more people. I was all about meeting more people. <clears throat> so I run for student council and we have to give a speech. So we're in a big auditorium. There's probably like 300 kids. I think I had 300 kids in my class, 280, something like that. So we all have to give a speech. And so if you can imagine 280 kids in an auditorium and about 10 kids with speeches in their hands, you know, their hands just clenched in fear sweating their asses off, you know, in suits and ties, ready to give speeches. So I'm in, <clears throat> I'm in the line to give a speech. Everyone else goes before me and they all give kind of the same speech. Like, yeah, you know, I commit to doing a good job. I'm going to do this and I'm going to make sure we have this and da, 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 da. And literally every speech was the exact same. Like there is no difference at all. <clears throat> 
So it gets to be my turn. I stand up. I don't fall down. I don't trip, which I thought was, you know, minor miracle. Good thing overall. <clears throat> and I get to I get to the lectern or the, uh, you know, the thing you put your speech on with the microphone. So I'm adjusting the microphone and you could hear a pin drop in the crowd. Obviously, nobody in the crowd is interested in hearing anybody speak. They're all just going to vote for their friends. And since I don't have any friends, um, uh, I'm not going to get any votes. So I'm sitting there <clears throat> and I start, you know, I start looking at my speech and in my head, I'm thinking, Jesus, like I'm, I'm about to give the same stupid, boring speech that everyone else just gave. And it's just like stuff that I just made up. Like, I don't really mean any of it. I'm like, not really necessarily committed to half this stuff I put on that piece of paper. I'm just going to say it because I think it's the right thing to say. So I just said in my head, my, somehow <clears throat> my, uh, something in my soul said, you know, fuck this. So I actually took my speech, I crumpled it up and I threw it out. And then as I'm doing that, like everyone in the audience starts looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Like, wait, wait a minute. This is not your typical boring speech. Like it looks like something's actually going to happen here. And then I start just started talking off the cuff. And I just said, look, man, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but if you vote for me, I'll do the best I can. I'll always be honest with you and I'll always try to represent you. You know, I go along in those veins for a while, totally unscripted. My speech is laying in a crumpled ball in the floor between me and the, the people who are watching me. So when it's all said and done, I finish my speech and, <clears throat> and everyone in the auditorium goes freaking bonkers. People are applauding. People are standing up. People are like, way to go. I'm sure someone's looking at me saying, hey, isn't that the dude who tripped walking up the steps? And someone else is probably saying, isn't that joking Jim from my homeroom? So everyone goes nuts. Everyone goes nuts. Um, the long and short of it is, uh, or the, the <coughs> revolts, uh, results of that is that they tally up the votes. I win in a freaking landslide. Like I get the majority of the votes. Um, and I also now have insane private Catholic school street cred, which is something that every student covets in high school. I walk down the hallways and people are like, hey man, that was a great speech. I love what you said. You know, really cool that you did that. Way to be ballsy, way to take a chance. Like everyone in the world wants to be my friend. Everyone in the world wants to talk to me. Or at least at the time, I, that's exactly how it felt. And <clears throat> what, what ended up happening for the next four years is really interesting. The fallout from that speech, I always go back to the time in my life of, of that time. And the fallback fall from that speech is like, Every single year I ran for student council, every single year I won in a landslide. People would look forward to my speeches. I look forward to giving them. It was, it was great. I became a, uh, a pretty big part of that high school community. Um, I served on a you know, number of clubs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I was always seen as a leader and someone who was, <clears throat> and someone who was confident. And, and I can tell you, just like you probably in high school, like, you know, I wasn't any more confident than anybody else was in high school. But the fact is, is that I took a chance and I was able to just kind of say, screw it. I'm going to take a chance and see what happens, which I think half of what confidence is. Um, and really that one speech